Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 218 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, Tyler. Just chilling, relaxing, and uh, just enjoying my Saturday evening. <laughs> How about you, man? Doing the same. A little hungover, as is tradition. Um, Already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, went out for a co-worker's birthday yesterday. And uh, we hung out for a few hours, but went a little hard there for a few hours. So, feeling the effects today. Getting old, you know. Can't drink like we used to. So what kind of co-worker here? Male? Female? Male. Male. He's one of them. Okay, okay. Buddy of mine. I've gone out drinking with them before. Every time I've hung out with them and drank with them, i got a hangover. So three for three on those. Um, yeah, it was fun, though, other than that. Uh, but, yeah, kind of ruined my Saturday a little bit, but it's whatever. Got to take on chin a little bit here and there. Uh, but, uh, doing all right. You know, fun week. Uh, a lot of cool shit going on right now for entertainment-wise. Um, summertime, so might be a lot of games coming out, but movie television wise it's pretty good um but anyways uh this is a video game show we're gonna talk about video games um we're actually gonna go with the news first i'm gonna mix it up a little bit throw a curveball let's do it um so a couple big things happened really like two betas were announced this week for two pretty big games um coming out here soon uh first off we'll go with one that was talked about first uh destiny 2 uh, they announced that there would be a, about around E3 that there was going to be a beta this summer. Well, we finally got the details on it. Um, it's going to start, if you pre-order the game on PS4, it'll start for you on Tuesday, July 18th. Um, if you pre-order it on um, Xbox One, it starts on July 19th. Um, if you don't pre-order it at all, it starts on July 21st. And um, all of this runs to uh, July 23rd. So... If you don't get a, you don't pre-order it, it comes open. You got to get the whole weekend. If not, if you pre-order the game, um, you get you basically get a week with it. And um, little little trivia thing, not really trivia thing. Fun fact for people to do is if uh, you want to get in this beta uh, early, you can just go to like Amazon or like a Best Buy or somewhere and pre-order it without putting any money down. And they'll yeah, email you a code, and then you put that code in, and then you can play the game for free. And then you just uh, cancel your pre-order if you don't want to play it. So. Uh- uh, that's what I did last time with the, with Destiny uh, beta and the alpha, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna do that again this time. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, so then also the there will be a beta for the PC. Uh, it run it's gonna be in August though because uh, I don't think it's coming out day and date with the consoles. And some of the things you can do in the beta is there's gonna be a PVP mode where you can play two modes. One's like a domination style, and I believe the other one was like a, it's a new game mode. Uh, that they have uh it sounds like it's more of like a uh overwatch type of mode where it's offense versus defense kind of thing and then also there's, there's gonna be one strike available uh, and then also that opening story, story mission that was shown off at the um destiny event they had um back in may uh called homecoming where they attack the uh not the crucible what's the main like the last the last city on earth or whatever it is and um, oh, I I understand what you're talking about. It's that pretty much that uh, that citadel or something like that. that yeah, they were, essentially, it's yeah. The, it's like the main hub of the game where you come yeah. and like uh, get your missions and do stuff yeah. like that. You know, it, yeah. Oh, so the first mission of the game though is like basically that shit gets blown the fuck up and destroyed. Um, yeah. And so you're gonna play through that. You can play through that mission. Um, so that's what's coming out to it. Uh, like I said, starts July 18th for the PS4 players that pre-order. Um, you planning on checking this out? Um, possibly. You know, I'm I'm gonna be going to GameStop anyway on uh, pretty much coming like next Friday and stuff. So I'll see what I can do. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna check. It out. I mean, I'm, I'm I will check it out for sure. I'm gonna do the whole 
pre-order thing just to get the code and play it. Because otherwise, uh, if you don't, the, the the beta starts the same day as uh, Splatoon 2 comes out. Oh, shit. And that shit ain't happening. Yeah, that shit ain't happening. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. You know, we've talked about Destiny a lot on this show. Uh, I'm curious to see what the big changes are. There's, you're going to be able to check out some of the new um, play types, the new... Uh, uh, powers and everything they have so uh, that could be pretty cool i mean I'm, or not you know it could be cool i don't know i'm, I'm hopeful for this game and i'm, I'm curious to see any sort of ge- big gameplay changes they make and also this one they're, they're kind of doubling down on the story and the characters in this where they didn't do it in the uh the last one at all so if it kind of continues on from what we saw from the taken king and it builds upon that i think this could be a solid foundation for a good game so um I think this is this game. That's gonna be a very big week for them. Um, maybe not so much make a make a break. Cause I think this game's gonna do really well regardless um, of how this beta goes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to play it. I'm I'm definitely um, curious to see the big changes out of it. So could oh, be yeah. could be fun. Uh, but yeah, um, we can move on to the next one. Then the other big thing came out. There was a Nintendo Direct this week for Splatoon Two. Um, that game comes out, like I said, July 21st. Um, so a lot of things they announced during the Direct. There's a lot of inside baseball stuff. They're talking about the weapons and some of the special um, moves you can do. Uh, if you guys are interested into that part, you can look into it. Also the gear and all that. Uh, but kind of the key things that came out of it was uh, that they plan on doing free content for a year. Around a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so new maps, gear, uh, clothes, things like that. And then they're going to do Splat, Splatfest events for um, about two years. So the Splatfest things are kind of cool to do, like, um, like so, like, so they're gonna do a Splatfest next Saturday. So it's gonna be an open demo for everybody from three um, to seven Pacific time um, on July fifteenth, and they're gonna do ice cream versus cake. So basically, you pick you pick a side, and you're gonna go online, you're gonna play people, and you'll be on if you pick Team Ice Cream, which is the only team that really matters, um, (laughs) then. You're gonna play. You'll be always bundled up with people that are Team Ice Cream for that weekend. Usually, it's a weekend long event, and you'll play against Team Cake. And at the end of it, who uh, they'll find out who has the most wins overall, and then you usually get some uh, bonuses and stuff for doing that. So they're gonna do events like that. Who knows how often they'll do them? I think they did about 15 or 16 um, for Splatoon, and the, the, about the, like about two years or so. They they was it two years? About maybe like a year and a half or so. They they. Did it for Splatoon one, so maybe about one a month or so, um, at least um, for the first one. And then uh, they also announced that the Switch uh, Nintendo Switch Online app will release with the game on uh, July twenty first, and that's gonna be a free download on your smartphone, smart devices, and that's what's gonna allow you to talk to your friends online with the uh, with the splicer, and also um, you can send invites and do private game matches and lobbies through that. And also we set up like play times. Sounds like, um, and also we'll do like so you can do like stat. I'll do stat tracking in there, so keep track of how much ink you sprayed down and uh, the wins and losses. And you'll be able to buy gears and weapons on the app too. So if you're at work, it's like oh I want that because every day, I think every day the shops change uh, what you can buy, uh, guns uh, and web, uh, clothes wise. So you can go in there and on the app and look every day. That way you have to boot up the game. You can just buy your stuff. Next time you go, next time you boot up the game, bam, you got it. Um, so you don't have to worry about any of that. Um, then uh, they announced that there's going to be a rank mode. Uh, this one will actually come out day and date with the game, where I think rank mode came out a little bit later um, after Splatoon 1 came out. And there'll be three game modes. Um, they will rotate every two hours. Um, there'll be tower control, which is kind of like an escort, the payload type of thing, which is like an Overwatch. Um but you're actually going to be on offense and defense, so it's not just one side defending at all times. There's going to be a tower, and you're, like like the name says, you're going to try to control the tower. And whoever um, has control of it the longest, it'll slowly start to move towards your base. And whoever gets to the base first wins. Uh, another mode called Rainmaker. Um, it's kind of like capture the flag. Um, and Splat Zones, which is kind of like uh, you think there's certain areas you got to control. And whoever puts their ink down first in that area... Uh, wins that area and it sounds like whoever gets the most areas in a certain amount of time or gets the highest gets to score the certain the, the fastest wins um next up uh salmon run uh they talked a little bit more about that 
sounds like um, they haven't really no one's they haven't really said for sure, but the wording makes it sound like it will not be uh, available all time, uh, all, all times. So this will be a special event that'll pop up here and there. And then so far they've only announced and there's no confirmation uh, four maps at launch, and they will do the two hour rotation on all game modes and um, maps. So that's the thing they're going to be doing uh, still from uh, Splatoon One, which I believe they were four hour rotation, so slightly better. But still doing them. Uh, coming on the direct, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Splatoon 2? Overly positive. You know, I didn't really see too many negatives inside the Splatoon 2 direct. Regardless of what they were going to show, I was going to at least going to try to buy it, play it. I really loved the first Splatoon. Seeing a lot of uh, this past week's direct doesn't really change a lot of what I feel that I'm <laughs> about the game because I feel like I'm going to enjoy it. Going there, seeing how robust the single player is, seeing going forth and like seeing the new character designs, the new type of shops and stuff like that. I mean, I absolutely just love a lot of the character designs in Splatoon in general, and seeing new characters introduced and stuff like that to replace, say, like Callie and Marie from the first game, mm-hmm. and then like going forth and uh, seeing a lot of the different type of weapon outlooks and all this and all that. I got to admit, though, I do like the implementation of like what they're trying to do with their specialized app and stuff. It's like a, it's pretty much like an experimental sort of app that uh, they are putting out. It's going to be available up until the rest of the year and stuff before they have their official app that they're going to be releasing, I guess. But uh, I, 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 have to, I think when it comes to the Salmon Run stuff, I mean, online, it's pretty much going to be a specific time each day, I think from what I've come to understand. And uh, I think you could do the Salmon Run stuff offline, too. Yeah, but it's, uh, you, it's not sing- it's two to four player only uh, offline. Yeah, even so. You'll so have to, you'll have to do couch co-op to play the game mode. So. Well, well, yeah, that means if, say, like you got a couple friends or something like that, if you want to do that, then that's fine, though. But for the average person who just, like, same like myself, who does, who just usually plays games by themselves and stuff i would have to schedule some sort of time with somebody to try to uh play that mode and what's what's kind of interesting is that mode in general you earn a lot of different types of gear specialized type of gear in fact if uh you'd play it like a ton but uh yeah overall Overall, other than, like, say, the limited online stuff for Salmon Run and, of course, the whole switching the freaking online courses and stuff for every couple hours like they sort of did with the first game, you know? I mean, I really felt like the directed overall was overly positive, hit on a lot of good points, definitely definitely was a little bit more than uh, I thought they were going to unveil, obviously. But with the game being close to around two weeks out as of this point, I mean, hell, I'm ready to play some Splatoon too. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of I'm in the same boat uh, as far as you know. I'm excited to play the game. I love the first Splatoon game. Um, I I still hate about everything they do with the online portion of it. With just I'm not a big fan of the app portion about, but I'm I'm happy there's at least going to be an option to talk to people. Um, yep. So that they're not you know that's that's not gone uh, or. Uh, that's at least an opportunity. I'll have the opportunity to do it. Um, the whole rotation shit sucks. I hate that. That's a big turnoff for me in the uh, yep. in the first game was like, oh, I'm going to sit down and play Splatoon. And then you sit there and you play seven, eight games. I remember talking about it on the show back when the first one came out. It's like I played the same map seven times in a row. And that was just a – it just gets frustrating. And there's only you know only one game mode. The, the game modes are split up, you know, so if you're just doing regular unranked mode, Turf War is the only game option you have. If you want to do ranked yep. mode, they have those three game options, those three different game modes, but they're, they rotate too, so along with the map. So I just, I hate the fact that I'm working on their schedule. Um, and even when the new content did come out, when the new maps came out, I remember going in like, oh, cool, new map come out, I'm going to go check it out. It's like, oh, oh it's, not, it's not in the rotation. So I know, that's I'll, the biggest I'll, pain um, in the ass about that. <laughs> yeah, so that I just that that's just, just a big turnoff to me. That's I think that that's a big reason why I didn't play more of that. Like I, I still put um, a lot of time into the into the online. I got to like level twenty um, in the first few weeks, but I just didn't go back to after that because that that portion just frustrating. And I mean, there could be more maps. They but they've so far have only shut off four. 
that's that's not really a lot for a game you're pushing for the online portion uh on top of everything else with it and the biggest thing you know coming out of it the biggest thing to me that really upset me was a salmon run not being available at all times it's just because like if you and me want to hop in and play a game or if you and me yep. and a couple other people want to hop in and play a game it's like like we want to go in and do the thing that's fun to us like ah like let's go do ranked oh we don't like tower control we like rainmaker Oh, well, we, I guess we can try again in two hours, and hopefully it's Rainmaker and not uh, Splat Zone. Um, uh, oh, you guys want to do Salmon Run? Oh, it's only from uh, 2 to 6 today. It's 6.15. We just missed it. Try again tomorrow. It's just, it's it's difficult enough scheduling people, like getting friends together, even online, to play yeah. games sometimes. But now we got to work around a schedule for the game to play online. That just, that whole thing is just irritating to me. And especially... I hate that. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's not like... I've heard people say, well, a lot of other games do special events like Splatfest. That's a cool special event. I get that. That's something they advertise as events. But right. people are saying, uh, for a lot of podcasts and people online saying about, well, it's just going to be a special event kind of thing. But my problem is is that they advertise it. This is a big thing they, they advertised a few months ago. And they've been advertising yes. it a lot. Every time they talk about this game, they talk about Salmon Run. They never exactly. once said it was an event. They have been advertising this as a new game mode you can play and it seemed like something you could do whenever and this is one of the things i was most excited about for this game was salmon run the horde mode essentially and come to find out yeah it's not gonna be all on but you can play it offline but it's like but you can't have two you can't you can't do single player for it that that shit sucks and it's a game that doesn't that's really fun to play doesn't have a whole lot of content but the game's fun to play you can play three don't mind doing these things it just it just hinders the game even more for me, uh, so that that's that, that's a lot of stuff that you know. That it's, overall, I know I'm really gonna enjoy Splatoon two, but it's just the 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 ideas they do for the online. I hate all of them. Um, they just make it harder for I think a lot of gamers, uh, harder for themselves unnecessarily um, for that. And it's almost I almost wish this game would have a season pass too like a 20 dollar season pass where it offered more maps and things like that like have the gear and the weapons for free and everything but like hey you want more maps like 20 bucks here we'll give you um 12 free maps we'll give you four at a time every like two months or three months or whatever we're going to support this game with a lot more content for a year like that's i want a reason to keep coming back to this game more than just one map at a time and maybe if i'm lucky it's in the rotation you know what I mean? Like, get rid of the rotation. Give me way more maps. I'll I'll pay an additional twenty bucks for something like that. I don't know about everybody else. I understand you don't want to split the audience too much, but I just that's you know I I want more content. I want a reason to keep going back to this game at more than just a few weeks down the line. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean by that, man. It's like I I absolutely hate the idea of being restricted in general and while playing certain like online games. I mean, hell. I know that there are special events for some games, and yet you're going to miss them anyway because you either work or family or other types of obligations that you need to do. But in this case and scenario, you are right, Tyler, in terms of Nintendo advertising the Salmon Run as one of their main features for this online stuff. Finding out that it's only available within a certain like hour time frame is an absolute turnoff for a lot of people, especially if, say, if you're a night worker or something, and then you have to sleep and have to go through the whole rigmarole of like going through and like working maybe around uh i don't know like one or two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that it, yeah. i'm just naming like just little specific examples the overall thing i'm trying to get is like yeah it's it fucking sucks like how restricting nintendo is with splatoon 2's multiplayer stuff i hate the aspect that there's courses that switch every couple hours. I hate the fact that there's only a specific time frame for the Salmon Run stuff. Maybe one of the features that, uh, you know, I probably would have enjoyed the most, but I can't because, hell, maybe I only can game in the mornings before work or something like that. Yeah. And I can't do anything else. And it's like, that's just something they've got to address sooner or later with this shit. Yeah. Because... They are going to try to do competitive stuff, like say with Splatoon Two and stuff like that. They gotta allow for more like lenience in terms of what's available, when people can play it, and stuff. Because all this seems like everything's scheduled sort of like a freaking Saturday, like 
almost like an afternoon after a kid gets off of school, for God's sake. Yeah. That's basically what the Salmon Run thing's scheduled for. Yeah, true. And, yeah, I don't know, it's just... It is... It's frustrating, especially when we're looking at, like, we're going to start charging for the online portion. Like, you look at... This is going to be the fourth big game Nintendo's released for the Switch. Um, Mario Kart, ARMS, Splatoon 2, and Zelda. Three of the four are online-focused games. And they need to do, I think, a better job with that. And this is another reason, I think, where... Yeah, it's 20 bucks a year, um, but this needs to be better. And they need to give us more reasons to jump in to these. So, I don't know. I think... uh, Maybe they'll if we get enough. I said this last time was between one, so maybe it probably won't happen. But I'm hopeful with when maybe the more after a year when all the all the maps and everything are out there, maybe we'll get rid get rid of the rotation. I don't know how many maps there's going to be by the time this is over. But I figure if you if you get down to like you get it up to eight or ten maps by the by the end of it, that's yeah. a decent that's a good enough uh, set of maps where you can get rid of the rotation and you can you know I can keep playing this game over and over again. Before I see the same map two times in a row, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm being mostly negative about it, but I'm still gonna like this game a lot. It's, but it's just frustrating. The, the the they're basically forcing us to play the game the way they want us to play the game, and I'm not necessarily a fan of that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. I know that. I know that. Pretty sure. Pretty positive about it. So I haven't played it, but I'm pretty positive about it. But um. Let's go ahead and uh, jump into. Uh, actually, you know what? There's a, a topic in here we didn't get to last week, and I want to. I want to get to it. It's not really so much a topic, but uh, we were talking about the SNES Classic. Yes. And, uh, I was hoping uh, Justin would be here for this one, but I was thinking. So they're probably going to do like an N64 Classic kind of thing. It's kind of. It's kind of like almost an inevitability, right? Either that or a Game Boy. Yeah, I, I imagine we're going to get one or both of these eventually. But uh, I was thinking about it. Let's just say Nintendo grabbed us threw us in a room and said you two you guys are gonna pick the fifth pick 15 games that are gonna be in the n64 classic and uh-huh. we got we got but we gotta agree on all 15 what would they be hmm should we, should we get rid of the obviouses first well let's go ahead you name one i name one all right so mario 64 that's an obvious right oh no shit that's a definitely an obvious. that's definitely an obvious one but okay. also, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yep. Ocar- okay. Ocarina of Time. Yep. That's an obvious one. Okay. Uh, next. Mario Kart. Oh yeah, definitely Mario Kart sixty four. It's one of the key multiplayer games there. Okay. Let's see. Well, I could probably say. Uh... <laughs> I could probably say like uh, Majora's Mask. Yeah. That's definitely a a given. I mean, give or take, if you're gonna have like Zelda games on there, you're basically going to have the only two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, the NES Classic uh, had both Zelda games, Zelda One and Two, on it. So, yeah, exactly. And the Super NES Classic here has a link to the past. So, of course, like with the N64 Classic, if you're going to put 15, you're definitely not going to have a lot of options for, say, the more obvious ones. You know, say like a Banjo Kazooie or like this or that, because if Rare owns it. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Goldeneye. Well, let's see. Goldeneye 007, That's gonna be a little bit of a stretch, to be perfectly honest. It's an obvious inclusion because of its importance, but much like, you know what? Much like it's uh, the licensing stuff back in the day and stuff. I don't really see the original Goldeneye making it on an N64 classic. Because of licensing, bond issues, and stuff like that, plus... Uh, well, I'm just putting, like, licensing apart. Like, we're just looking at, the, like, the key 15 games for the 64. Yeah. I mean, I the problem is with, the, with that generation, PS1, 64 era, a lot of those games don't hold up well now, graphically and gameplay style. So, that's I think that's going to be a tough sell for certain games. So, I, we can... I, yeah, go ahead. It's like what I say... I think GoldenEye would be a hard sell on okay. an N64 Classic because of how outdated the control style is, how outdated the way it looks, and because we got to look at it this way. This was pretty much the first console, first-person shooter that you could play co-op that was 
absolutely like uh, probably good at its time but you try playing this type of game now with just using the c buttons in terms of mm. moving around and strafing yeah. and doing this shit it plays like it just does not play too well in my personal opinion okay we can scratch that one then i'm, I'm fine with scratching it so okay uh yeah uh you go ahead and make the next one okay the next one the next one i feel is kind of a no-brainer we got to have some form of a mario party game in here so oh, okay if if i had to pick if say we could only put like one mario party game in there i would go with mario party 2 okay i could agree the that last way. yeah it's the last great mario party game that uh, hudson soft actually had was included before they went off nintendo did their own thing so mario party 2 you know great game obvious sort of in my opinion inclusion into it like what would you think this one. I agree. I think there's got to be one on there. Um, I didn't really jump into it until Mario Party Four, but I, I've I've heard nothing but good things about two, so I I, I won't argue with you on that one. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> too bad you uh, got rid of your Wii U and stuff like that. You could have be playing Mario Party Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Smash Brothers. Yep. Okay. That's definitely that's definitely an obvious one right there. I mean, fuck. Four-player co-op, yeah. First Smash Brothers, like it's definitely fun to play even today. And even though the it may not like look the best and stuff, the graphics, everything else still holds up. Yeah, the game's good. still fun to play. It's bare bones, but it's still it's still a good game. So I I, I played it I think a few years ago, and it was still fun. So uh, yeah. Okay, so basically what we got right now, we got Mario sixty four, we got Mario Kart sixty four, we got Super Smash Brothers, we got. Both Zelda games, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and we got Mario Party 2, yep. I would want to say. So that's pretty much like, what, 6? We're at 6, yep. We're at 6, right, at the moment. <sighs> I am delving deep here. It's it's kind of hard at the moment because it's like, when I think of the N64, I think of not only just the first party games, but because Rare was so big... You know, it's just, it's because I want to say games like Banjo-Kazooie or Banjo-Tooie, but I don't believe they would absolutely make it on. So instead, I would go with a little bit more of uh, one that Rare did produce, but has been approved to actually release on Nintendo consoles. So I think Donkey Kong 64 has a legitimate shot at being on an N64 classic. Uh, I think it would be just because it's a first party title. I don't yeah. know if a lot of people would consider it one of like the fifteen best, but no, uh, yeah, I no, think definitely it, not. It would it makes sense. It's Donkey Kong, um, so I, I yeah I, I agree. I, I I won't argue with that one. I didn't care for it back in the day. I know a lot of people didn't, but it makes sense. Well, man, wouldn't that be awesome or something like that if they got the licensing stuff to release like a WWF game or something on ooh, that device? Yeah, like a Warzone Dude. or ooh No Mercy. There no, we no, go. no 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 Mercy. Buddy. No no doubt in my mind. It's like, if you have to include a third-party game, absolutely go out and see who... I wonder who owns the rights to fucking, like... Uh... Was, that a, was that a claim, or is that THQ? No. You know, THQ had that okay. and stuff like that, but the corporation or something like that that had the engine for the game was the Aki Corporation, and that was bought out by EA. Okay. So they may have to, if Nintendo were to get, like, say, a No Mercy on their N64 Classic, not only would they have to reach out to EA, but they would have to reach out to the WWF or WWE as well because they want to use this along with some of the older things. Of course, something would have to be censored because there are wrestlers there that, uh, (laughs) well, one of them's like a a murderer, so. Yeah. Let's just say, let's just say that uh, if, I'm not too sure if they do do that or something like that. It's pr- gonna be one of the the key games, so it's gonna be either No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna make it on just because not only do you have to get WWE license, you got license every single person in the game too, and a lot of those okay. people are dead. All so. right, so that definitely probably is not gonna happen. <laughs> it probably yeah. would not be on the list at all. Yeah. Wh- okay. Wh- well, I said mine, but what what about the greatest 64 game of all time? And what's that? Pokemon Snap. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. That does have a good shot. That actually has a better shot than, say, Pokemon Stadium 1 or 2. I was thinking about those. I think it has a better shot than Mario 64. But that's just me. 
Really? You uh, think so? Well, it's Snap. Pokemon Snap is better than Mario 64. Um. <laughs> oh, come on, Tyler. <laughs> come, come, come on. Come on. Come on. It is. If Justin was here, he'd agree with me. Well, of course, Justin would agree with you. He likes any type of bizarre game, hence the whole Yarny stuff. Yeah, but oh, still. God, why are you bring that shit up, man? Come on. God. I'm just saying, you know, Justin, he has his taste in games, and yeah. sometimes it could be a little bit bizarre. Well, no, don't, don't do that, because you're comparing Pokemon <laughs> Snap, that's a great game, to a bad game yeah. on Unravel. Unravel's a bad game. Okay, Pokemon no, no, Snap no, no, is an all-time no. great game. Well, yeah, Pokemon Snap is a great game. I mean, I, I played through it just recently within the last year or something like that, oh, and it absolutely holds up well. Whether or not it's better than Mario 64, I mean, well... Hell, I don't feel that way. I know you feel that way. Justin feels that way. But no, Justin, I believe it, abs- it absolutely yeah. deserves to be on this. It's with Justin, Mario 64 is one of Justin's all-time favorite games. So, mm. so he's, mm. got, he's got bad, testing, bad taste in games. I can't, you can't, can't save them all, you know? <laughs> Fucking unravel, man. That hurt. That stung. That still stings. Oh, I know. It still stings, dude. Um... I'm trying to think of a good third-party game because you know what? There's a theme going around with their uh, their whole like classic release systems and stuff, where they got some third-party games for the NES Classic. They're getting third-party games, like some of the best third-party games, honestly, for the Ooh. Super Nintendo on there. So third-party games on the N64. That uh, you know what? I could think of a couple, but I think. Possibly Beetle Adventure Racing. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the hell that is. Okay, so so quintessentially, what this game is is it's a racing game, right? But it's one of the best racing games outside of Mario Kart on the N sixty four. You basically control this Volkswagen Beetle, right? No. Oh, so boy. Beetle Adventure Racing is a, it's a big old racing game where you get all different types of models like Volkswagen Beetles you get to race and do this and do that and stuff like that and it's surprisingly it's surprisingly good to be perfectly honest with you I don't uh, I don't know if we can I'll table it for now I'm not (laughs) discarding it but I can't go with you we're 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 only eight games in we got seven more spots and there's probably there's there's a few we're missing here I think we can we can fill in some gaps before we get to there all right all right what about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes. Okay. Yes. As a matter of fact, if we're going to put in one of the Tony Hawk games that were on 64, Two. which there were three of them, we're going to put in the second one. Okay. I can agree with that. The second the one second is one, superior. Yes, it's superior. It is definitely superior to the first and the third in retrograde to mm. uh, the 64. I mean, hell, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is better on the GameCube, the PS2, yes. okay. you know, stuff like that. Okay. On the 64, no. <laughs> okay. I, 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 can, I agree with you on that part. All right. <laughs> so we're, we're in agreement there. We're at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 games. So okay. what do you got for me next? Paper Mario. Okay. Yeah. I Paper forgot. Mario, oh, wow. it, mm. it's one of the few RPGs that are on the 64 but it is one of the best rpgs to be perfectly honest with you so that's the thing i love the idea of like having like a paper mario game on it i mean hell if you have like super mario rpg legend of the seven stars on the super nintendo classic then you're gonna have the spiritual successor to that game on the 64 classic as well (laughs) yeah star fox 64 yes okay so now we're up to 11. <laughs> yes. So we're filling in quickly here. And there's, I, I got, I, ooh, man, there's still a few good ones we could throw in there, I think. So you go ahead, buddy. I think so. Oh, my gosh. Now it's getting down to the nitty gritty here. I've had to pull up a list. I'm looking at a list now to help me. Okay, you're pulling up a list, and I'm just going straight off to my head from what I've been playing here. Well, how about F-Zero X? Ooh, Okay. Okay, yeah, the last... We need diversity, and that's a great racing game. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm in for that. I forgot I forgot there was an F-Zero game on the uh, 64. Oh, I know, because that's usually overshadowed by GX, which is on the GameCube. Yeah, and, yeah, Mario Kart, as far as racing games go. Oh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh, what are we going to go to next? Uh, 
We need three more. Three more. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, it's getting harder, I, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. Like, cause, like, I mean, I think Banjo, Tooie, or Kazooie, one of those has got to be on there, man. Well, I don't know, because Rare owns that, and Microsoft has them on their fucking oh, store. Yeah, right. Uh, that's a, Ooh, I know. I uh, what? Wave Race sixty four. Is that too many racing there you games? Go. Do we have too many? We have, we're up. We got two racing games on there right now. No, we got. I think three racing games would be a good idea. I mean, okay. if you're gonna go with like something like that, yeah, Wave Race definitely is a. Uh, it was a launch game oh, along with the sixty four. That was the other one that came out along Mario. Yes, it was Super Mario sixty four, and it was Wave Race. And I believe there was another one, too, but I'm not too sure if I really want pilot wings on the list. No. No, let's not do that. So we're up to 13. we got two spots left. Okay. We have two spots left. And I think it's pretty much like Universal. We're not naming any more, like, Rareware titles because, hell, Microsoft owns Banjo-Kazooie. So both the Banjo-Kazooie games are out. Conker's out. Diddy Kong Racing, possibly... I don't know, oh my god. That's a hard one too, because it's like oh god damn it, it's because the characters, most of them are owned by Microsoft. <laughs> well, oh yeah, Diddy Kong, you're right, yeah, because they got mm, rare games well, in there. Um shit. Let's see. All I can think of now are like some of the more niche type of games. Well, but hmm. I can I throw a few out there? Yeah, go I'll ahead, throw, I'm gonna throw some shit up against the wall and see what sticks here. We got okay. we got um, Kirby sixty four, Yoshi right. Story, um, Turok, Resident Evil two. Any of those mm. tickling your fancy? I could see Kirby sixty four being on here. Okay, okay. Why do I see it? Because it's like it's one of the few games on the system. That's a Kirby game, and there have been Kirby games included on the past couple ones, but this one, it's... <laughs> I know, I've played Kirby 64. I would rather have that than, say, Yoshi Story, because... Oh, God. God. I mean, Yoshi <laughs> Story isn't, like, terrible, but I, it's a mediocre Yoshi game, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, yeah, Kirby 64 would definitely, I feel, be on the list. Okay. Hmm. Um. Oh gosh! Now we got like one more. You got one spot left. Um. Is it your guess or my guess? It's your guess, but I'm I'm still looking just in case. All right. All right. So among all these and stuff like that, we have named a bunch of first party stuff, but yet we have not named a lot of third party stuff here, other than Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two and Wave Race. Well, Rave Race is a first-party title. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. No. Yes. Oh, damn. Well, this was kind of the beginning of when third-party fell off, so... Okay. I have thought of one. Okay. And it is Ogre Battle 64. I don't even know what the hell that is. Well, have you ever heard of, like, say, the Ogre Battle games in general? Uh, I think there was a couple on 360, wasn't there? No, Ogre Battle is basically an Atlas sort of like art, like a turn-based, like a turn-based sort of like RPG. They started off like on the Super Nintendo, like Ogre Battle, like uh, for the Super Nintendo. They ported that to the PlayStation, and basically Ogre Battle '64 is like something like uh, sort of like a sequel to the Super Nintendo version. They had it on the Virtual Console. They've had that. Well, if Let's see. They've had that. They've also had Sin and Punishment as well. Oh, okay. I got, I got, I got one third party in mind. Yeah. I'm gonna let you. I'll let you have the final pick. We can go with right. Ogre Battle if you want it. Bomberman '64. Hmm. Hmm. I could see that. I'm, I'm gonna let you decide because you're more of a '64 guy than I am. So. God damn, that's true too. Um. You know, uh, Bomberman 64, I mean, it has its cult following and stuff like that, but I never was too thrilled with it, so if I'm going to put a third-party game on there, I'm going to have something that people are going to want to play for hours on end. So, yeah, Ogre Battle 64, I feel, is okay. a better fit than Bomberman. Okay. All right. 
that is that will that will round our list in Ogre Battle sixty four. So we made our fifteen. So Nintendo, if you're listening, you can just you know you can just fire at the guys that we're coming off the list and just take ours. So to go through our fifteen, here we go. We got uh, Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, uh, Mario Kart sixty four, Majora's Mask, Mario Party two, Smash Brothers, Donkey Kong sixty four, the greatest game of all time, Pokemon Snap, uh, Tony Hawk two, Paper Mario. Star Fox 64, F0X, Wave Race 64, Kirby 64, and Ogre Battle 64. So, dude, if if Nintendo actually does do that, I think it's going to be more close to that list. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely I could definitely see at least 10 of those games making a list. Yeah. I think it would be if Oh, man, the only way I could see them remotely getting any of the rare stuff if they were able to come to an agreement with uh, Microsoft in order to use those games. Yeah, oh, I mean they own the rights to GoldenEye, so I can just I can see them putting it on there. Yeah, uh, I think I think a lot of people from that time era will be excited to play that game, and then they'll, oh no doubt they'll turn it on and play it, and they're like, oh, this game's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I feel like I feel like that might be the one game that can pull people in from this, that the biggest one. For nostalgia's sake, uh, for people, but uh, yeah, I think that that's not a good game. So. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, it was, this this was kind of a hard list to come up with, as opposed to the NES and the Super Nintendo, because for one, it's like there were so many good games that were on the sixty four that were produced by Rare. Like mm-hmm. you had basically Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie. You had Blast Corps. You had you had freaking like uh, <laughs> Conker's Bad. Fur yeah, they say Conker. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Conker's Bad for a Day. Yeah, Perfect Dark and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. That was basically just a gold nice skin. Well, basically. But... Did, did, <laughs> did, did we mention Mario Tennis? We didn't mention Mario Tennis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think Mario Tennis is probably going to get in over Kirby 64. <laughs> probably. I, I have a feeling. I feel like some of those games were, were you know, more hopeful than anything. Oh, fuck. We forgot <laughs> Mario Golf as well. Oh, God. <laughs> Mario Kart is fucking better than some of those. Oh man, we, they could make a they could make a good fifteen and sixty four game list just based off of first party games. Like you know, a Pokemon Stadium game is realistically is probably gonna be on there. Hopefully, it's the second. Oh one. man, actually, you know what? Man. I want the first one and I want that Lickitung game in there. I want to put the Lickitung oh, game again. The, the, I know the best part about Pokemon Stadium was plugging was playing uh, Pokemon Yellow on it and the the mini games. It was way better than the actual game. Oh, yeah, yeah, no shit, you know. And what was the whole appeal of the Pokemon Stadium games to begin with? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because you would you were able to plug in your fucking games cartridges into that little transfer pack so you could transfer mm-hmm. the Pokemon you were playing on the go onto your TV screen and stuff like that. And so you could battle them, like, live in-game against, like, other gym leaders, earn different types of Pokemon. I mean, I spent mm-hmm. hours doing that with the original Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Stadium 2. Getting starters, getting like freaking like an extra Hitmonlee or a Hitmonchan or something in my red and blue. Nice. I mean, god damn, dude. It was definitely awesome. <laughs> Here, here's my question to you, though. You think they're going to make us buy the expansion pack separately or that could come with it? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I really wish they would have an equivalent of something like that for, uh, oh, for Switch. I mean, god yeah. damn. They're going to uh, make a main Pokemon game, obviously, but. Ugh. I hope this thing, if they do make this thing, it better better come with four controllers. Oh, no shit, or right? Would that be funny yeah. if, like, the controller ports are just, like, two, like, a classic controller ports? Yeah, God. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Oh, well, we would like it. I mean, I would like it because I can actually get my brother a freaking, like, N64 one with a little classic connection thing to the Wii remote. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's cool. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was pretty Can't, fun. We'll do that next year after they announce the N64 for GameCube. So. Oh, my God. Ooh, that GameCube one's going to be good. That's gonna, there's oh, going yeah. to be some battles there. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No argument there. There are going to be some fucking battles over that. We're gonna might, we might have to make a good top 50 list or something for the GameCube. <laughs> oh, so. my God. <laughs> That's the only way oh, we're going to agree. Oh, you know you know. You know, 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 you
yeah. old Yoshi Fed or something like that. Do some GameCube battles. Yeah, <laughs> make him make him pick a Metroid game. Make him pick the best <laughs> Metroid Prime game. <laughs> there we go. I'm oh in for that. Gosh. Uh, I know that would be actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Um, let's jump into actually. We haven't even talked about what we played this past week. I know. So we should probably do that. Um, Let's do it. You and me, we played one game in common this past yep. week. Uh, we both picked it up on day one. Um, yeah. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> where are you on this game? I'm, I'm curious. Games, I guess. Since buying the game at launch, I finally have gotten around to playing a little bit more of it. Just yesterday, I am past the first world, basically. So I'm respectively just going a little bit more further and stuff like that, but uh, I really enjoyed myself playing today. You know, that's the thing about this game, you know? I mean, for for every bit that people have been saying how hard the game is, I've actually been rather enjoying how, like, the difficulty is pretty much balanced to where I am not being, like, overly frustrating. Like, overly frust- well, frustrated at all. But, uh, oh, I've noticed, like, a few things about Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy and stuff. I mean, I really love the fact that whenever I don't die and stuff like that, that I I go through the... When I go through a level perfectly and I just get all boxes in the levels and stuff, Crash has different animations and stuff like that for when his uh, jewel pops out. Oh, yeah. Like, one scene I had where just the... The big old jewel popped him in his hand. There was another one where he just he just basically fucking barfed out the emerald. <laughs> but uh, oh man, I I gotta admit, you know, I never played the original Crash Bandicoot back in the day. I've played maybe a little bit of the original on the PSP when I had it, and yeah, that game was still like that was my first exposure to say Crash Bandicoot. I tracked down the third game, which I sadly no longer have, but the only reason why is because I had encountered a glitch near the end of the game where I could not progress unless I was using a game shark. So, from my gameplay so far with the Insane Trilogy, I'm still on Crash 1. I'm getting through the games, you know, progressively and stuff. I'm really too unsure if I want to go through Crash 2 and 3 after I beat the original right now. But uh, I'll tell you what. I am not going for 100% completion. I am just basically going... I am... Oh my god. If I'm doing that, I'm going to literally spend another 60 hours for each fucking game. I kid (laughs) you not. (laughs) But... uh, I am basically going through... I want to go through the original Crash Bandicoot See if I can beat that. But, uh... But, yeah, there are little improvements to this game that I've noticed since playing the older ones. For one, you know, Crash's jump animation is a little bit quicker than it was in the original one. And it's actually causing a little bit of frustration for other players online. But, uh... I actually kind of like the way that they... That the... Which, what the team and stuff did to improve some of the, like, uh, level progression for stuff. Because I was uh, going through a level today, like the last level of the first world and stuff, where I was basically dying because I kept on jumping over. Or, like, I could not time some of my jumps correctly for uh, going across. Because all these pillars were, like, coming up everywhere with spikes and all this stuff. All these little, like, uh, candle stuff were, like, shooting flames and all this shit and that shit. Basically... I died enough times to where they actually spawned a checkpoint in one of the crates that was a little bit, like, further ahead. So, they... So, inside of a game developer's perspective and stuff like that, the last thing that they want you to do is to get overly frustrated and get rid of their game, right? And so, by progressively setting checkpoints and stuff further on to make the player progress if they actually have uh, lost enough lives to where they considered, oh, okay, let's automatically add this and stuff like that. I actually kind of felt that it was rather refreshing because I'll tell you what, I've played enough games in my lifetime to where if I can't get through a, a specific level or if I can't find a different checkpoint and, like, I got to repeat it over, like, a level all over again from the beginning, I am 
I basically get angry, and I don't play games like for months after that. <laughs> yeah. But what have your impressions been for Crash Bandicoot? Um. So I, you know, I talked about it a little bit last week where I, I was a big fan of Warped back in the day. Yeah. And I dabbled a little bit in the first one, and I played Wrath of Cortex the second one. Um. So I jumped in. I played that first world all one playthrough. Um, oh yeah. Really enjoyed that, and then I got to the second world, and it gets kind of funny there. So, like, the next, I beat the first level in there, and it was fine. Second level uh, got really tough all of a sudden, and it was way longer than all the other ones I played previously. I died uh-huh. probably five, six times, but I finally beat it. Then I played, like, two or three more levels and flew right through it. Those levels were short. And I got to this one level, and at this point, I had over 20 lives going into this one. And I lost all my lives in this one level and then wow. i uh so get a game over and used to being uh if you got a game over and crash you have to start that whole entire world over again well now yep. they don't have it. you just start you can just keep where the level you're at so that's nice uh so i went back played it again lost some lives again uh i probably lost 30 lives spent over an hour playing this level um, wow just it was just i couldn't get the ju- i couldn't hit the jumps could not get the jumps right like i feel like i hit it i feel like i'm i'm getting the button presses down I feel like I'm doing everything right. I'm hit, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. Trying different okay. things, trying to get a running start. Uh, okay, Tyler, let, differently. Me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something right here. When you're playing this game, are you using the analog stick or are you using the D-pad? I tried both. After about 15 deaths, I finally started using the D-pad, and it still did not do anything for me at all. Because you know what? Because you know what? When this game originally released and stuff, it was basically, it was basically just the D-pad that yeah. it was it was made for you know it's a 2d platformer quintessentially yeah that's been up so a lot of the edgings a lot of the things that you had to do platform wise and stuff it really depends upon how you like tap that d-pad yeah as uh as uh you know as good as that d-pad is which you know for platforming uh uh, uh i kind of questioned the the d-pad for the playstation controller but go on ahead yeah no it's just frustrating i i got to a point and i was just like fuck it like and especially because i got really far into it and i was uh, i was almost done with the, i could see the end in sight and uh i ran out of lives again and it's a long level like there's four or five checkpoints in this level and uh so i said screw it and i went on the crash bandicoot 2 and i got a few levels in and i got, I got same point again where the jumping is uh i got to this one spot where it's this really long yeah. jump and I kept hitting, I kept doing the jump, and every time I just miss it, just miss it, just miss it. And I did the D-pad, I tried the analog stick, I tried different timings, running start, standing still, doing... Well, let me let me ask you this this question right there. Have you been looking at Crash's shadow when he jumps? No, no. Well, let me, let me just, hey, hear me out on this one. When you're jumping... When you're jumping and stuff like that, sometimes you see the characters like silhouette underneath like Crash Bandicoot and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I've what I figured out is like a lot of the percept like a lot of the percept the issues with jumping and stuff that I had with them and stuff, I was basically not watching his shadow and when I got when his shadow got like enough to an edge, I'd actually jump and I would hit like uh some of the precise bits of the areas and stuff. Why don't you try that, like, a little bit later when you feel like you want to go back to playing a little bit of Crash if you wanted to? Yeah, I might you know? I might do that. Uh, I kind of, I played it a lot that, that weekend, last weekend. Um, and I did play a couple of levels of Warped. Um, yeah, I just got frustrated. I just got frustrated. I'm like, I got I to gotta walk away because I'm going to break something. So, <laughs> I, I don't think I've cussed that, mu- that much in a game session uh, in a very long time. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it was That's very frustrating. School. That's an old school game for you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since I've been that angry playing a game. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, I mean, it's, if you like Crash, I'm sure you like this, but man, it's, 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 it's a lot tougher. Like, I think it's harder now than when I was a kid, because I remember I beat Warped when I was a kid, back, you know, when I was nine, ten years old, I beat that game. Well, uh, and now well, I can yeah. beat the first world of Crash Bandicoot 2. So. Well, yeah, Tyler, it's like what I was saying before and stuff. They changed the animation for like uh, for how Crash jumped because 
let little thing to let be known here is uh, the original assets for the original Crash Bandicoot oh, were yeah. lost, and they had to remake yeah. that game from scratch. That's true. And so when they part. went with the jump animations, they made Crash's jump animation faster. So you, it's kind of harder to like uh, say precisely hit it unless you're looking at little details of how he's jumping. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that fact that they it's basically a brand new game, brand new games. So yeah, I mean that makes sense. I guess maybe it's just they didn't nail it like uh, Naughty Dog could, did back in the day or. Right, could just be the, the game was a lot harder than we remember it. Who knows? But yeah, that's I don't know. I mean, I don't regret the purchase, but it definitely, uh, uh, yeah, it's been a frustrating uh, games to play. So I at least want at least want to go back to Warped at first and play those ones, uh, play a good chunk of that, and see if that that's the one I really have. I really have nostalgia for. I want to know if it's legitimately a still good game today, or if it is just in fact nostalgia. So, yeah. Um, other than that, what else have you been playing though? I've played one other game, and this was just out of randomness because I had a few dollars left up on uh, a PSN card that I had. So I purchased a, the this weird ass game called I Am Bread. So, quintessentially, this game was on sale for about $2 and something, and originally it was like twelve ninety nine. this game. So, I got it upon the mid-year sale for PlayStation Store. So, when I, when I pretty much started playing the game, the first thing that I noticed right away is, uh, is definitely the controls. Let's say, let's just say this. I've played a, a ton of games. I have... Learn to adjust to certain control styles, learn how to do this and doing that. Hell, I pretty much dealt with a generation and stuff where I was using C buttons in turn of a, instead of like a right analog stick for uh, looking at stuff here and there. But uh, let's just say I Am Bread probably has one of the more harder gameplay like learning curves that I have played in the game in recent memory. Why? It's because you're basically using the shoulder buttons to move a piece of bread, right? And the whole core concept of this game is you are a piece of bread that has to get itself toasted. <laughs> you have to reach all the way across, like, uh, this whole terrain. And while you're doing this and stuff, this guy, you are in an apartment of this random dude. This house, actually, of this random dude who just got off of a bad business deal. And as you progress through the game... This dude gets put through like a psychiatric ward. He does. He's basically being called crazy because he thinks a loaf of bread is out to get him. Because he, because every time he comes back after you complete each level, he finds his house all disarrayed because they have a, and all the thing that's left is a piece of toast that managed to drive itself over and get itself heated right next to a heat source. <laughs> so, my first experience with the game is. I could not go <laughs> I could not go a few minutes without dropping onto the floor and then subsequently going through and like uh losing a lot of the edibility because there are a few meters with this. You have a gripping meter which depletes every time you are hanging like hanging upon like a specific like object or this or that. You have a edibility meter which means you cannot be on certain surfaces for long periods of time, because if it depletes to zero, you basically get you basically fail the freaking mission, and you have to restart all over again. So, the one thing about this game that I did like is after enough times that I did, like pretty much fail for this these missions and stuff, it allows you to have an option to where you get this <laughs> you get this marmalade. Right? And basically, it just makes you invincible. So all you have to do is just crawl everywhere, navigate to find a heat source in order to get yourself toasted. Well, <laughs> even when you have the marmalade, it's still a hell of a... It's still a hell of a time trying to find how... Like, what type of heat sources that you have to manipulate. And my god, this thing is fucking tricky. I'm climbing up walls... I basically have to hold like a certain like uh, cluster of shoulder buttons. So 
And the the bad part about it is the controls for what button you have to press for what side of the bread changes every time you flip or reorientate and stuff like that. So basically, the four shoulder buttons on top of your controller represents the four sides of a piece of bread. <laughs> and it inverts... Amazing. Well, yeah, it sounds amazing, right? But it inverts every time that you get flipped over or you're on a different surface or something like that. And it becomes fucking frustrating very quick. So inside my playthrough, I went through around... What was it? Like seven days? Seven days you have you have to basically go all in a row, right? And so the purpose of it is to try to find a heat source to get yourself toasted and do this and do that. So it is it is organized like a Monday through Friday sort of thing, like a calendar day stuff, the whole story missions. And also, when you're done going to the story missions and stuff like that, you can there's options to say like a bagel race, where basically you control a bagel that's going through different <laughs> chet poises different checkpoints and stuff like that up until you uh, reach the end goal which I highly got frustrated because like I said you're controlling a bagel and the turning radius on this bagel is shit (laughs) and and basically here I am controlling a shit bagel going down this fucking corridor (laughs) like inside the kitchen trying to get to the end point of like uh, the plate so you gotta beat time trials as a bagel for each course if you want to go through the bagel run and at this point, I did not try any other of the extra modes because after I did beat this game, and I kid you not, I went through, I basically convinced myself, okay, you know what? This game has some entertainment value. I like how the story sort of progressed. I mean, it's a pretty much like a three to five hour game, quintessentially, that I finished over the span of the week. But uh, I did get some enjoyment out of the story mode. The controls, I still can't get used to the fucking controls. <laughs> like I said, it's a high learning curve for the control stuff. And uh, overall, though, it... Oh my gosh. I deleted it off my PS4 today. Because <laughs> <laughs> I basically have had enough for the time being. If I feel like I want to play it again, I will. But I'm not in any hurry. So, yeah, basically, I that's pretty much what I've been playing. <laughs> Way more exciting than what I've been playing, probably. Uh, I uh, talked about last week. I was playing Boltstorm Full Clip. I finished yep. that up. I uh, talked about it enough last week. But, yeah, still a really fun game. I'm sad it's over. Um, it was a fun experience to go back and do that all over again. Um, but, yeah, it's cheap now. Buy it. It's fun. Especially if you like Gears of War. And a dumb story that uh, with some few uh, funny puns here and there. Um, yeah. Other than that, really, I haven't played much. Um, you know, outside of the Crash Bandicoot, uh, I've been trying to find like that next game to you know to play after that to fill that void. Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of Borderlands Two. I've been I had that game forever, and I've been wanting to finish that up. I bought it on PS4 a couple years ago, uh, and I'm kind of a little bit in the open world fatigue still. Uh, not quite ready to jump into a big open world game. Well, that and, well, that also, Tyler. You're basically playing by yourself in Borderlands too, which uh, yeah. If, if you're still starting out, it's still kind of like uh, I got I got pretty far into the. I mean, not. I think I got about the halfway point of the story before I stopped. Oh, okay. So I'm not like starting from scratch. I'm just continuing off from my main my main uh, thing I did a while ago. Um, okay. What else? I play a little bit of a uh, Line Light. I talked about that like four or five months ago. Um, I got, I think I got, I think one or two more worlds done now. Uh, it's a fun little puzzle game where you're line, going, following a light and trying to follow puzzles, and without getting hit by other light. Um, it's fun. I like it. Uh, really cool music too. It's cheap. I think it's like it's under ten bucks. Um, it's really about it. Nothing else stands out in the shit ton of Madden. That's pretty much been my wicked gaming. I did. Oh, I did. Um, I, I haven't played it yet, but I do want to point out that there is a. Uh, people don't remember I talked about Little Nightmares a couple months ago. Uh, it's a three D side scroller game. Um, I think it's like fifteen or twenty bucks. Uh, it is like it's kind of like a Play Dead's like Inside esque um, yep. kind of style, art style looking. And just kind of, you're just traveling along the world. There's big creatures that are trying to kill you. 
and um, trying to solve puzzles as you go through this this uh, ship you're on. Um, and there's no dialogue or anything. It's just you you figure out the story and figure out what's going on while um, you know tra- traversing through this this boat. Um, they did uh, they have a um, I didn't know this was a thing, but there's actually uh, DLC coming out for this game. Uh, it's huh. three uh, three different pieces of DLC. They uh, they had a little trailer. I just found it because I saw a trailer for it on YouTube. Um, there's part one came out uh, I think just this past Friday, so yesterday. Um, as of this recording, I think uh, part two comes out. I want to say in August or September, and then the other one comes out in like October, November, something like that. Uh, they're four dollars a piece, or you can just buy a season pass for ten bucks, so you save two dollars. So I went ahead and I bought season pass. I really, I really like Little Nightmares, and I definitely it's a different character and a different story and everything. I don't know if you're on the same boat or anything. Like I said, I haven't played it yet. Um, but I, you know, I liked Little Nightmares quite a bit when I played it um, a few months ago. Um, so I'm glad I'd be more happy to jump back into that universe. A really cool art style, and uh, I hope I hope it's just as good as the game. So. I haven't played it, like I said, but I just want to point that out there for people that haven't, um, that like Little Nightmares, um, there's more content out there, and if you haven't played, played it yet, check the game out, it's really cool, um, so yeah, that's kind of really it for me, Crash Bandicoot, take up most of my time for as far as, like, new stuff to play, um, but I think it's gonna wrap up the show for the week, um, if you liked us, uh, you can, uh, get, 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 you can get a hold of us in other places, uh, we're on Facebook. We have a page and group, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds, on there. So like and join us. On uh, Twitch, we are Drunk Nerds Podcast. You can uh, follow us on there. Uh, we do do some live streaming here and there. And then on YouTube, we are Drunk Nerds Podcast. You can uh, subscribe to us on there. The podcast goes uh, up on there as well. Uh, you might know that because you might be listening to us on there. Uh, like that video, please. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, give us a five-star review. Fill out a nice little comment, please. Uh, that does... Big, big things for us makes it uh, so more people can see us, um, which we always like. Um, and oh, also on uh, Twitter at uh, Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, so follow us on there. Uh, those are the Facebook, uh, YouTube, and all those places are the best places to go to for when the show goes up. Um, those are the you know the, you get a link or thing right away, letting you know what's out there. So yeah, check us out in all those places. Uh, leave leave good reviews and comments. Uh, like us, please. Um, it's all good for us uh, but I want to thank you guys for listening I was your host, I was Tyler and I have been Colonel Gables and until next week everyone peace out and play a whole bunch of games and don't get hungover this sucks beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number